Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, sometimes there's stuff that just makes me laugh. Uh, I believe his name's pronounced Seamus O'Regan. He is a uh, liberal MP. Uh, tweeted out uh, a congratulatory note to uh, George, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Strombolopoulos, uh, who is a uh, noted supporter of the Liberal Party of Canada. And uh, just on, on getting an order of Canada. And man, oh man, reading the... Uh, uh, the timeline on that stuff and the responses, funny, funny stuff, just to say the least. Um, no question, uh, there was a milieu in which uh, Strombolopoulos uh, certainly was successful with. Short-lived uh, on the hockey front, uh, but uh, nonetheless uh, had some interviewing uh, chops. Some would say maybe not my area of strength. Um, not looking to get an order of Canada from anybody. Uh, and non-denominational uh, when it comes to uh, political parties. Form your own opinion. Uh, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night in the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. As uh, the GOAT once said, Michael Jordan, Republicans buy sneakers too. And so uh, it is what it is. But remember, this show is called Oilers Now, and I proudly support oil and gas. Read between the lines of what we're saying. Let's get to it. Brendan Escott is back at the 630 Chad Studios in Edmonton. And it is time, and I mean time, for NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Brendan, what do you got? Uh, Hurricanes leading the Canadians 2-1. And uh, about six minutes left in the first period of that one. Vancouver is hosting the Flyers at 8 o'clock tonight. We've got puck drop just after 8.30 on 6.30. Chad with the Oilers and Sharks. Ethan Bear has found a home. Two-year contract with the Washington Capitals and that carries a $2.06 million cap hit. Of course, coming off shoulder surgery has not played since representing Canada at the World Championships last spring. Cody Franzen has been named an assistant coach of the AHL's Iowa Wild. Buffalo placing Tyson Yost on waiver uh, Detroit did the same thing with goaltender Michael Hutchinson. Bakersfield knocked off Henderson 3-1 at home last night. A couple goals from Drake Kajula and 29 saves from Olivier Rodrigue. Tomorrow night, they 
host San Jose. Front half of a home-and-home series there to close out the calendar year. Oil Kings knocked off the top team in the Western Hockey League, beating the Cougars 6-4 in Prince George last night. That began a seven-game road trip. Ty Nash with a hat trick in the team's uh, first game back from the Christmas break. And uh, yesterday's big trade acquisition, Panthers second-rounder Grayson Sochin expected to join the group for tomorrow's game in Vancouver against the Giants. Also on the junior circuit, Team Canada playing the host Swedes tomorrow at the World Juniors, 11.30 in the morning, our time. All right, uh, you mentioned Olivier Rodrigue, and he's had four starts over the last eight days for Bakersfield. He's 3-0-1 with a 1.99 goals against average, 9.42 save percentage, and um, has a 9.38 save percentage on the season. Uh, it is 5.39 in Edmonton, and we are going to head to our sit-down conversation. Full disclosure, we don't BS you on this show. Pre-taped because uh, Louis DeBrusque is in transit over to the facility right now. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel, providing service, genuine diesel parts, and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit gcldiesel.com. Here's Louis. Louis, the Edmonton Oilers Christmas break is over as they get ready to take on the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Oilers were fell to 2-9-1, losing here in San Jose in a game in which they outshot them 41-18 uh, back on November the 9th. Jay Woodcroft's second last game. They did get the victory 4-1 in Seattle. The change was made, but since they started the year 2-9-1, you can do the math. The team is 13-6. And coming off a couple victories over the New York Rangers. So uh, maybe let's start with the, the New York road trip that uh, concluded the Oilers' pre-Christmas schedule. Your thoughts? I thought they got the game back on track, to be honest with you, Bob. As the, the road trip kind of uh, wound down, they played their best hockey at the end, in my opinion. I, I like the way they played against the New Jersey Devils. They obviously played a great game against the New York Rangers. Great contributions from a lot of different players. Um, they closed out the Rangers, except for the very end with the open net, which which we talked about a little bit. They couldn't seem to put it in the open net or finish it off. It allowed the Rangers to kind of claw back a little bit. But the game was over at that point in time. I felt it started with the Islanders. I know people will say, what are you talking about with the New York Islanders? They lost that game. But it was two power play goals, a shorthanded goal. Um, that was their demise against the New York Islanders. Five on five, though, they were the better team. And for me, if you look at the way this team has kind of trended, they lost three games on a road trip in Florida and Carolina, and then they went on a tear and won eight games in a row. I really felt those three games they lost, though, kind of just set in stone what they needed to do to be successful as a team, the details of the game, the principles, and I thought they got back to that on the New York trip, which is a good sign. It's a good sign of a team that is only going to lose a couple of games two or three games in a row and say, okay, wait a second. We need to change the way we're playing. They go out, they played more disciplined. They went out and they played more aggressive. They kept their sticks to themselves. And they played a, a stingier defensive game, which allowed them to uh, win two hockey games in tough buildings in New Jersey and in New York. Not easy to do. The other thing they did is they rallied in both games. Yeah. They had four goal yeah. third periods. And look, New Jersey's been leaking chances. They've been a bottom three team all season long in save percentage. But the New York Rangers... Had Jonathan Quick, and they're the best team in the league, and the Oilers scored four in the third to win that game. It was the first regulation loss that Jonathan Quick has had all season long, so that goes to show you in his 11th start that he's done pretty well for the New York Rangers. But 
You know, it's a good point you bring up. And what I mean by playing the right way is we talked a lot at the start of the year about how they were just pressing too hard. They were high-risk plays, high-risk, high-reward, but also when it doesn't go your way, it's an out-number rush coming the other way. They really clean that up. And if they stay in the pressure of the game, this is a team that we've seen now multiple times in the last month, month and a half, come from behind and win games late. Stay in the pressure of the moment. Understand you're going to get your chances the right way. And, and quite frankly, they were dominating the game. And sometimes you're going to run up against the hot goaltender, which they did in Jonathan Quick. It took them some time to figure him out. Vanacek, the same thing in New Jersey. It took them a while to figure him out. But once they did... Um, they didn't look back, and I just think that's a sign of a team that's getting comfortable staying in those types of games, which you're going to have to if you want to be successful down the stretch and into the playoffs. There's something else that occurred in the third period of the game between New Jersey and Edmonton, and that's the Oilers moved Ryan McLeod out of center, moved him up to the left wing on a line with Leon Dreisaitl and Warren Fogle, and all those guys have done over the course of the last couple games is be on the ice for four goals and four periods at even strength. Can't say enough about it. You, you, as a coach, Chris Knobloch wanted to keep things together as long as possible. He wasn't getting production in the middle six that he felt he should get. The fourth line was doing fine. And, you know, you were getting some production down there. Obviously, when Sam Gagne was in the lineup, Adam Ernie with a big goal against Jersey. Um, you know, you've got guys that are contributing that way. Hamlin's always a player that's in the right position. You feel very comfortable putting him out there in situations. But the middle six for me was just suffering a little bit. Makes a tweak, puts McLeod on the left-hand side, Fogel on the right with Leon Dreisaitl. And, I mean, you can't say enough about it. Uh, Ryan McLeod's best two games of the season. He's found his confidence. He's found that stride that everybody expected him to have coming into the season. But sometimes it takes a little longer to find it. And that just provides another guy to be able to move around the lineup and put him in situations. It's good to see. But it was a better formation. And Evander Kane scores a big goal on that third line late in the game against the Rangers. So everybody kind of produced down the lineup. And that's exactly what you're looking for. So Chris Knobloch, he wanted to make some changes, wanted to find a spark. He found it in New Jersey and it carried over against the New York Rangers. I expect it to be the same lineup against the San Jose Sharks tonight. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, Chris Knobloch, I mean, he's now 12-6 uh, and six as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they don't have quite as dominant numbers as they had when they were 10 and uh, 10 and 3 before they lost those three games uh, the, the couple games at home they do have the number one ranked offense in the league since he took over so he's obviously bred some confidence in him for me uh, Louis I gotta say this I don't think the teams necessarily got everything going on, on, on full cylinders but the one line that's been so unbelievably good the best possession like we go to this game tonight the Oilers have a, you know, the McDavid, Nugent, Hopkins, Hyman line all over 60% expected goals for. The San Jose Sharks don't have a single skater over 50%. And of late, uh, with the exception of that game against the Rangers, where chances were traded fairly closely in that game, the reality is these guys, they were on about a five or six game heater where they're around 75%. Just your thoughts, what makes the line of Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Zach Hyman work so effectively together. Well, it's a combination of things, but no question about it. Connor's really flying right now, and he's become, in my opinion, I would say the most dangerous player in the offensive zone of any player ever in the history of the game. He, he's that good with the puck on a stick. He goes places where he wants to go. He can dictate that. Then you have Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's playing incredible right now, who can read off of McDavid, has the the 
the type of game needed to be able to make those quick little plays in tight, give and goes, move to where he has to be a better outlet and understands how to do that. And you got Zach Hyman, who is the strength on the line as far as the muscle in the corner, drives the front of the net, takes up space, opens up room for both of those guys, is great at recovery. So you've got a great combination of players that really have found it. And when they get that puck in the offensive zone and Connor starts to wheel around with it, they just know where to go. They understand where they have to go to be the most successful and open up space. And it'll be a handful. I like watching other teams try and match up against that line. And almost surely after a couple of shifts, boom, you're trying another line. Let's try someone else against them because that one's not working. There's too much time in the zone and they're creating too many opportunities. And it'll be the same against San Jose tonight. They're going to have a real hard time containing that line because they're just that good. And it's it's a lot of coaches will talk about worrying about their own team. But when you have a line as dominant as the Nugent Hopkins McDavid Hyman line is you have to be aware when they're on the ice. You don't want to have the wrong people on the ice when they're out there. So here's the deal, Louie. 20 of the Oilers' first 31 games this year were played against the top 15 teams in the league for the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers have 31 of their 51 remaining games against teams that are in the bottom four of their divisional standings. Okay? 31 of 51. I don't want to make too much of it, but we've seen a trend with the Oilers where they've been a second, better second-half team. I think it's because they get a tougher Eastern heavy schedule uh, on the road to start the year. And here's where I'd say, hey, it's not like the Eastern teams come out and necessarily kill it. The Florida teams struggled. They got wins in Edmonton, but they struggled on the rest of the road trip. Do you, uh, I mean, do you look at something like that as well and go, 31 of their final 51 games are against... Basically, the bottom four teams in the in the respective uh, divisional standings, we could see the Oilers have a, a very good second half to the season here. Uh, it also lays out pretty well for them too, Bob. I mean, just logistically, I, I yeah. think when you look at the schedule, there's been a lot of back and forth from home on the road for Edmonton early on. But I also think a lot of time changes late late evenings back in, into the hotel, back at home when you're getting off of road trips. I look at the, the games coming up, though, and there's days in between. You've got two or three days in between a few of the games. It gives them that little buffer, that little rest to regroup and get re ready. I really do think, though, that when you look at the nucleus of the Oilers, the guys that have been here for a while, and we all know who those players are, they just start to get fired up, understanding this is the time of year where you need to be good. This is the time of year where you need to hone your system play. You have to hone your own play and get ready down the stretch where it becomes even more difficult. And it's where they want to play. It's where they feel the best, where they want to be. They want to go up against the best. They want to be one of the best teams in the league. And they're getting themselves prepared for another playoff push because that's the way they think. They're looking not just at the next game but down the road. But let's not forget they have to take care of business. This is a team here in San Jose that beat them the last time out. Nobody thought it could happen, but it happened. They started to play pretty well. They faltered a bit with some injuries as of late. But this will be a team that gets excited to play against one of the best teams in the league in Edmonton, and they have to be ready for them. Louis Howard, uh, Louis DeBrus joining us for GCL Diesel here in Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. How hard is it to come out of the Christmas break, and was it easier or harder back in your day when, if I recall correctly, sometimes you used to get the Calgary Flames. It literally was Boxing Day back in the day before the CBA mandated three days off. Yeah, you know, it's kind of that reset, right? And I think that we've seen with this, this team has some time off. They use it accordingly. They use it well. Um, and they come out pretty fired up and ready to go. I don't think any difference is going to happen tonight against the San Jose Sharks. I think they'll be ready. I think rest is good for this team. 
but it is a little different. Sometimes coming off a break, it's family time, it's Christmas time. Um, you're eating a little bit more food. You're kind of you're kind of letting your guard down a little bit. You know how you settle down. It's it easier to do it play on the road. I think it's easier yeah. at when when we're talking holiday time. I think it's easier to play on the road because it's a business trip. Absolutely. And I think also you can be selfish. Let's put it bluntly. You can be selfish with your time. You can go back to the hotel room. You can sleep whenever you want. You can make sure you're mentally and physically prepared to play the games. And you're not dealing with a lot of things that we all deal with at home, and which takes up time and takes up space. And listen, when you're trying to get ready for a game, sometimes the best place to be is in your own hotel room sleeping and getting ready. All right, Louis. Uh, now I'm going to ask you the, uh, you know, the million-dollar question: What is this team? Can you prioritize areas of improvement for the Edmontoners? I'm not talking about tactics, but if they were to go out and make a couple trades, what would you like to see the team add? Well, I always want them that depth. I think I want them that a little bit of size and grit in the bottom six would be probably something that I would look to add if it was me. Um, obviously, if you can add number, another top six winger, I think that would be incredible if that's possible. Uh, and you can always add on D. Let's face it. I mean, you're always looking for defense. You're going to go through defense so de in the games building up to the playoffs, but also in the playoffs, injuries are, injuries are a huge part of that. And I would say just system-wise, I think just continuing to play and manage hockey games. I know we use that word a lot, and sometimes people say, what are you talking about, manage a hockey game? Know the score, know who's on the ice, understand that in games it's okay to have a one-goal lead, and sometimes the best play is to chip it in and get off in a clean change instead of forcing a play at the line and leading to something coming back your own end. Do not give the opposition anything, and if you have that mentality, you're going to be a hard team to beat. All right, uh, there you go. That's our sit-down conversation weekly with Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. It's brought to you by GCL Diesel, providing service, genuine diesel parts, and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit gcldiesel.com. It's 4.52 at Edmonton. Uh, 5.52 at Edmonton, 4.52 in San Jose. Just want to mention, over the uh, course of the Christmas break, longtime Edmonton Oilers employee Sheila McDonald passed away. Our hearts go out to uh, Stu and the uh, family members in the McDonald household. Sheila worked with uh, my mother-in-law, Sheila McCaskill, for a number of years and was involved in ticking. And uh, ticketing, I know, knew several of you out there in oil country as well. You're listening to Oilers now. We're in San Jose. Ron McLean, Brian Lawton coming up in the second hour of the show. Bob Stoffer with you. Brendan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios. Mark in St. Albert has texted the show to say, Bob, damn you, Stoffer. You're showing your age. Uh, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Uh, takes you back to the Goose Looney days when you were dance champion and resident expert on the uh, battleship Potomkin. <laughs> Mark in St. Albert. Wow. Oh, that is... I'm telling you, when you're pulling a battleship Potomkin off on me, either you were in that film studies course at the University of, Orbel of Alberta or you've heard this show too much. There was the great debate in Russian intellectual society, uh, and everybody loved Eisenstein. That was the, uh, uh, and you know, you know what happened to him after 1918. It wasn't good. But, yes, battleship Potomkin. I always thought Barry Potomsky, who played for the San Jose Sharks, should have been nicknamed battleship Potomsky uh, from the Russian film classic Battle. 
Battleship Potomkin, but nobody else got it. Way too obtuse of a reference. Uh, and thank you, several of you have uh, texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line about our uh, tribute uh, to uh, Sheila McDonald, who again passed away over the course of the uh, Christmas break. All right, uh, a couple things to hit on here just before we go into our 6 o'clock Edmonton time break. Um, we've sold out our Nashville and Montreal road trips for New West Travel. Uh, you have an opportunity. We will be announcing a trip that will take place in the final month and a half of the regular season at some time in January. But uh, you can join New West Travelers June for a 14th-day Globus trip through the beautiful countryside of Newfoundland featuring the Iceberg Festival. Your New West Travel Newfoundland package includes flights, hotels, meals, guided local tours to see Iceberg Alley, whale-watching lighthouses in the coastal cliffs. And you get to uh, meet the locals, which means what? Screech, right? Save uh, 400 bucks when you book by January the 15th, you can reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. I am looking forward to our New West Travel uh, event that's coming up uh, next week as well in Edmonton. Oilers Game Day Trivia presented by Pro-Am Sports Fan Cave Fan Gear Specialist for All Budgets. All correct answers are entered to win a signed Evander Kane reverse retro jersey. Check out proamsports.ca or visit 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. I saw this guy last Thursday, a week ago, in New Jersey. Name the former San Jose Sharks defenseman that played his 700th NHL game in a one-game call-up for the Edmonton Oilers last year against the San Jose Sharks. Texas on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, 7804960063. The former Sharks defenseman played most of last season in Bakersfield it was at 699 career games, and the Oilers called him up to get game number 700 in uh, as a member of the Oilers against San Jose. We will uh, head off to a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias, and when we come back for Century Casino Edmonton, Ron McLean.